Hello everybody, I'm actually coming to you from a little tiny park in Wolseley in Winnipeg called William Marshall Park. It is the tiniest park that I know of. It, I would say it's about the width of what, pretty much the street. <laughs> so yeah, so we're just parked here enjoying the warming up weather. And uh, enjoying all this extra range that I have on the Kona with this warmer weather. I'm now down to 16.9 kilowatts per 100 kilometers. So I'm actually, so I got 254 kilometers range at 70%. And if I were to actually take it to 100%, I'm at 374 kilometers already. So we're, and I, in September when I got it, I was usually sitting around the 400 kilometer mark. So we're almost back up to that warm weather, uh, essentially range. Um, so a couple of things I would like to talk about. Uh, so Petro Canada here in Canada. A bunch of them actually got um, the level three DC chargers, which I have talked about in the past. And the one that's sort of closest to me, um, or I guess second closest, it's about an hour drive for me to get to. It actually had issues the day after it actually went into service, but uh, Petro Canada actually got together with the company that made it BTC power out of Anaheim California and those guys actually came up and got it all fixed up and it is ready to go I I did enjoy chatting with the guy from BTC power he actually came from Anaheim California uh, that morning he hopped on a plane and it was nice and warm where he came from and he came to our freezing cold weather i believe it was minus 15 maybe minus 20 degrees celsius that day so not too bad for me i just had my hoodie on and he was bundled up i think he had probably like four or five layers of clothing on it was quite amusing but having a good chat with him uh he actually was talking about how their company actually uses a lot of electric vehicles for their, I guess, driving around any sort of repairs or whatever. Not totally sure what they're using them for, but he did say that they uh, have their electric vehicles. He drives around mostly in a Model 3, but they actually have some Konas. So we actually got talking about the differences between the American Konas and the Canadian Konas. Uh, just because, oh, no, uh, heat pumps, that's the word I'm looking for. The Canadian Konas actually come with heat pumps, which then actually uses less power to create heat than just going through their resistor heat system. Now, the Kona in the States is mostly being sold to warmer climates right now anyways, so it's not that they really need the heat very much anyways unless 
I guess I also hear, though, about people in Florida saying it's really cold out when people in here don't think it's that cold. So maybe they do turn their heat on a lot more than I think. Not totally sure. But they actually just have a resistor heater. So they go through a lot more power usage when they turn on the heat than when a Canadian Kona turns on the heat. Um, yeah, and he, he, well, as a company vehicle, the Kona made a, a lot of sense. He can throw a lot of stuff in it. As a family vehicle, it does start getting a little cramped. Um, but he was also mentioning how when he travels, he actually, so they normally, they would normally rent vehicles uh, if they can get electrics. Or he actually will go through Turo to try to get an electric vehicle. So I do love that their main focus is on trying to get an electric vehicle. I was really impressed with that. Um, unfortunately, when he came here, we he said there was only six vehicles listed on Turo and none of them were electrics. So he did just have to go through a rental vehicle. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is the backup camera on the Kona. And I've noticed... It on other vehicles, they need to come up with a solution to try to keep it clean. I find, I think I talked about it in the last episode, that just with the way all the dirt is, it almost gets sucked onto the back hatch. Um, so the back hatch always gets filthy quick. Just the way the aerodynamics of the vehicle work. And with the camera right there, it's always filthy. Anytime there's a little bit of dirt on the window, that camera almost becomes useless. So I don't know if there's a solution out there or a solution that somebody has come up with to try to keep that clean. If you guys have a solution, you can email me at truenorthev at gmail.com because I would love that because that frustrates me to no end just because I live on the corner and I have to pull in to my parking spot. I don't have a garage to plug. So I pull in to plug in. And so I'm always backing up to leave my place. And it's nice to have a backup camera, even coming out of parking lots or whatever. It's nice. There's a reason why it has now become a law in Canada that it that all new vehicles have to have the backup camera. It would be nice if there was a rule to try to get it in a spot that it doesn't get filthy. Uh, whether that means maybe putting it inside of the back window. Like I do have the back wiper blade. So if it was inside the back window and the back wiper blade actually cleans off that area, that would actually probably be way better. Maybe there's actually a reason why they can't do that. I'm not sure. Um, the other thing that I would like to talk about is I had a nice little discussion with somebody that they have the gas version of the Kona. They picked up, I believe they said two years ago. It was before the Konas even came to Canada. They actually had to wait a couple of weeks in order to get theirs. So with that, they were actually looking at electrics 
but they didn't want to go the electric route because there was no level three chargers around where they live. But they, on their, let's call it a two-year-old Kona, actually have 12,000 kilometers on their vehicle, where I'm now, I've had it since September, beginning of September. I'm right now sitting at, call it 11,100 kilometers. So I'm pretty much at the same kilometers as them. And I've actually only had to use fast chargers, like legitimately need them, I believe once. Because when I actually went out to Kenora in, I believe that was September, October, I did a podcast about that. And I actually only used 50% of my power. So I could have actually made it back without charging. But in the winter time, I've gone out to Brandon, which is, I believe, 187-ish kilometers. Call it 200 kilometers. When it's cold out, I basically need to charge in order to actually get back. So I've really only had to charge on a fast charger once. And so I don't find it as big of an issue as everybody says and that's that's a, a thing now that I'm hearing a lot about uh from people looking at electrics is well there's no charging infrastructure there there's no level three chargers and that's coming from people that actually have their own house some even have a garage that they can plug into and so I find it I I find it as just an excuse for the simple fact we all have power at home. There's not really a reason to use the high-speed chargers. I get if you live in an apartment, then maybe you need to use it every once in a while. But it's not as critical as, let's say, a gas station for a gas vehicle, right? Most people don't have a fuel tank sitting at home that they could just gas up their vehicle whenever. Um... Which then actually leads to, there was an interesting article I was reading on CBC News, which actually was talking about um, Canadian businesses or Canadian firms lead the way as battery cars disrupt the gas station businesses. Uh, so that was actually posted today, I believe, February 24th. Yeah, today at... But it's talking about how they figure uh, 80% of conventional gas stations will be driven out of business in 15 years. I don't know if it's that high of a number. But I could definitely see uh, either a majority of them having to change how they do business. And actually putting in something that attracts the people uh, when they charge, right? Like either... A little cafe, you know, maybe a rest type area, maybe a place for them to shower if it's on the highway, kind of clean up, but just a way to attract them. And, you know, they're going to be there maybe a half hour to an hour type deal, something for them to do more so than your five to ten minute stop of just gassing up. Right. So I think that is going to be interesting to watch the change like if we think about it 
15 years really isn't that far out. Like, I even know, I remember in 2005, I was just finishing school. And so I don't want to believe that 15 years is that long. At least that's what I'm going to tell myself. Um, I guess the last big point I have here, which apparently this is going to be a shorter episode, um, is actually the Cybertruck. I've been hearing a lot about, uh, Elon Musk had tweeted out that they're going to be narrowing it up a little bit. I think it was two inches that I saw because of all these all these complaints about it being too wide or too tall to fit in a garage. Where I go with a lot of these complaints are coming from those people that don't already have a truck, don't really have a need for a truck, basically live in the city, want a truck because it's a Tesla, right? And I go with, if that's the sole reason for it, then we shouldn't... I dislike that Tesla's catering to that segment to appease them. Although maybe that's the smart way. Maybe those are going to be the biggest buyers of them. But I know as a person that drives a truck around all day for work, it's basically, I like the width. I like the size. And I drive an F-150 at work, which as far as I've heard, the Tesla Cybertruck is right around that same sizing, which I actually really like. It's wide enough uh, for a lot of supplies, tools, all that. And I just feel comfortable in that size, right? Maybe it's because that's what I drive. Maybe those coming from the SUVs into a Cybertruck. Maybe the, si the narrowing it up. Maybe makes a little difference, but I just go with, I don't, all, most of the arguments for narrowing and shortening it is because of garages. Trucks aren't really meant to be babied. Trucks came about as work vehicles. I feel like they should still be work vehicles, not babied luxuries type deal. That's just my opinion on it which could be completely wrong and blown off which I'm fine with um but yeah I guess yeah if you guys have different views or opinions you would like to share with me as to why you may prefer the Cybertruck narrowed up I would love to hear about it um but other, I don't see any real practicality for two to four inches making a big difference other than in a garage. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear your guys' opinions. TrueNorthEV at gmail.com. And love to hear from you guys. Uh, I guess the other thing that I will say, uh, I actually just returned back to work after 12 weeks off on paternity leave yeah paternity leave <laughs> i always get paternity and maternity confused but i am not the mother um but on paternity leave so i was off for 12 weeks driving my kona around 
for that whole time and basically went climbed back into my f-150 work truck and it took probably a good 15-20 minutes to get used to it again just because I'm used to driving my Kona without using the brakes hardly at all so most stops I can actually come to with just letting my foot off the accelerator and maybe using the little paddle behind the steering wheel where I went leaving we got a little fenced in compound at work that we have all our vehicles in just leaving the compound I start letting my foot off the accelerator and in my head I'm waiting for it to slow down and it wasn't slowing down and I'm like oh yeah that's right it's a gas so have to hit the brakes and and just getting used to not being able to quickly zip into a spot like when I see an opening I can't just quickly take it just because you got that gas vehicle that has to essentially get up to speed right it's not that instant torque so and and also the gassing up I I dislike having to pay attention to the fuel gauge just because I don't I don't have to pay attention to my range the only time I even vaguely look at the range in my Kona is when I know I'm doing a longer trip that's already been planned out. So I'll actually charge up the night before. So I'm leaving the house with whatever, 100%, 90%, 80%, whatever I need for that trip. Other than that, I never pay attention. And the lowest I've ever gotten to, I believe, was about 10%, 10, 15%. It was right above the red line on the car. But I've never, never had range anxiety from it, right? We're coming back to my work truck. It's now paying actual attention to how much gas is in it because it's, I got to gas up, obviously. It's not something that I just plug in, right? I'm still only gassing up once or twice a week, uh, depending on how the week goes. But it's it's that next inconvenience in a way, right? It's not just ready to go for you. Um, also checking, we once a week, we actually have to do vehicle inspections. And actually now checking all the different fluids, all the belts, all the hoses... And it's like, the electric is so much simpler. It's, there's hardly any hoses. There's no belts. Actually, I shouldn't say that. There might be an air conditioner belt. I'll actually have to check. I On my own personal vehicle, I mostly check the lights. If the lights are working, we're good. Um, and check the washer fluid. And that's about it. But, yeah, I forgot... How much extra work it goes into the gas vehicle. Um, so this week I really appreciated my electric vehicle. A whole lot more for that. It, Yeah, and the heated seats. I don't have heated seats or a heated steering wheel in my work truck. Which first thing in the morning is really nice to have that heated steering wheel. Especially... Uh, this past week, the mornings were kind of cold. 
but it warmed up. But grabbing onto essentially a plastic wheel first thing in the morning, it's a little cold. Um, end of the day, back's a little sore from work. It's nice to have that heated seats going um, to drive back into the office with. So those are the things that we kind of get used to and become accustomed to on electrics just because pretty sure even like I don't hear of very many electrics that don't have the heated seats or don't have the heated steering wheel. Those are kind of one of those base features almost. It's getting it's getting to be the normal. And maybe it's because my truck's a what 2015 at work. Maybe that's part of the reason. I'm not sure. All I know is this week I really appreciated my Kona that much more. Um, and I guess that's all I really have for this week. Um, yeah, any questions, comments, concerns you might have, you feel free to reach out to me at truenorthev at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you guys. And we'll talk to you guys later. Have a great week. Bye.